Welcome to Fire for Effect Live. Uh, January 19th. Wow. <clears throat> we just passed the most depressing Monday uh, of the year, allegedly. I hope everybody's doing good. It's cold as fuck out here in Edmonton. Uh, let's dive into it tonight. We got a pretty interesting show. I got a, a really fucking wicked guest who's not a civilian for a change. If you saw the teaser trailers we put out on uh, Twitter and Instagram, you can have a good idea that we're uh, going what I'm going to call point blank. If you've ever wondered what fire for effect means, no one's actually asked me that ever. So unless you're an army guy, you don't know what that means. Google it. We're going to go fucking full fire for effect tonight. And I'm willing to explain that at any time. I'll bring my guests in here in a second. Until then, I want to cover some uh, some front-end admin. Fire for Effect and Fire for Effect Lives brought to you by DeanBlundell.com. Fire for Effect is part of the Dean Blundell Network. Um, go to DeanBlundell.com for uh, Canada's largest digital source of news, sports, and podcasts. And uh, all kinds of other interesting shit. Check out DeanBlundell.com. Hello, Jen. Jen, where's my needle book? I was looking for my needle book. It's pretty bad when you have to ask your ex-wife where your fucking needle book is. Anyway, it doesn't matter. We'll come back to that later. Sponsored by Positive Mike's Brewing Company. Positive Mike's, you can get the beer. Sorry, you can get the gear, but you can't get the beer. That being said, um, tomorrow I'm going to be making a nice uh, beef and Guinness stew featuring Positive Mike's. What the fuck's this called? For crying stout loud. For, get it? For crying stout loud. Mike likes to use dad jokes when he labels his uh, labels his beer. Also uh, sponsored by Mr. Hooper, Inc. That's Bryce's outfit. If you're uh, interested in cannabis culture, uh, cannabis is a medical solution to things or uh, alternative medical, medical um, solutions. Jeez, I'm gapping already. It's a bit early for that, isn't it? Check out Mr. Hooper, Inc. And you can get Bryce at, on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and uh, all your other social media platforms. Or you can ask him questions here. And last but not least, my good friends at Lakeside Farmstead, uh, locally owned and operated by Jeff Noni and his family. They produce Wagyu beef and a bunch of dairy products in and around the Edmonton area. Check them out on Facebook and Instagram. Lakeside Farmstead also on the interweb. So without further ado, that's enough of that shit. How's everybody doing tonight? Let's bring in the crew. Joining me tonight, my main man, Mr. Morgan Warren. Also with me tonight, Mr. Bryce Hooper and Mr. Brock Blaschuk. Hey. And they're sitting in what looks like grandma's uh, grandma's basement. Jen's trying to tell me where my fucking needle book is. I don't know. It's somewhere. Morgan's still fucking with his kit. No, not. <laughs> there we go. We got him in. All right. Yeah. What's going on, boys? I got, I got a lot of shit going on. I just spent a thousand bucks on new camera gear this week. Oh, wow. Nice. Amazon's going to be doing DPs on my doorstep for the next <laughs> fucking five days. <laughs> and I'm going back to work at the end of the month. Six months is up. It's time to get back into the fight. Oh, there's yeah. Mike right there. Mike, did you, you missed your plug. Yeah, back to work. New camera gear coming. Fuck, what else? What else? Me and Brock are going to roll, roll a full episode. Episode uh, four, finally, next week. That's the plan. 
Good. All the swag is in. All the swag's in. Bryce, you got to come by and get your fucking swag if you can, uh, like, write down your timings and shit. Huh? Yeah, yeah, I totally right blew on, my bro. timings this week, man. Everybody's repping tonight. All right, we got a pretty loaded show, like I told everybody earlier. And we, we dropped a couple tra uh, teaser trailers. Uh, I like doing micro content. It gives everybody a heads up, kind of what we're doing during the week. Uh, those do take a bit of time to make. And I, I hope uh, you, you got a kick out of it. Yeah, it's they, they take time to make, and it, it's all dependent on everybody's availability. But we're going to continue to to try to roll micro content to keep the audience engaged. So uh, let's fucking get into this. We told everybody we're going to go point blank tonight. There's a, there's a few a few issues. We only have an hour, maybe two. We're going to get into overtime tonight, I think, with with what we're going to talk about, and um, we're going to get after the white elephant in the room right away. Thanks for everybody who's joined in so far. <coughs> And uh, we're gonna we're gonna beat up Morgan. Morgan's gonna speak to yeah. some of this as, as we as we go here. Oh, right do you want to give him? Do you want to give him a back? Give give everybody a, a brief on your your current situation in life as to what's going on, so we can kind of like attack the white elephant in the room, if you will. Oh, okay, right on. So, like the, my current situation, I'll give you. Like I said, I'll, I'll tell you about my current situation, and then for those that don't know me. You know, before you label me as like some fucking left-leaning hippie or something like that, I'll, I'll tell you about myself. But anyway, long story short, my my situation is that uh, if you haven't seen it in the news, the uh, you know the federal government plans on releasing uh, you know up to possibly more, possibly less, uh, you know, one thousand soldiers right there, uh, <laughs> one thousand soldiers from the uh, Canadian Armed Forces uh, due to the fact that they have not uh, uh, taken the COVID nineteen vaccine. So, you know, okay, great. So people are like, yeah, well, what, what about me? So, I mean, so you're, you're, you're one of those guys. I, I, I am. Like, and this is me. Like, think about it. 22 years in the Army, joined the reserves in 1999 in Newfoundland, became a patricia in 2001. You know, I was in the 1st Battalion, 3rd Battalion, infantry school, uh, back to the 1st Battalion. My entire career has been in the infantry. You know, pretty much I'm a qualified sniper in 2007, went on to be a, a – Sniper detachment commander, uh, qualified master sniper. I was the uh, the unit and brigade master sniper for the for three PPCLI in the first brigade from uh, 2013 to 2017, and then from there I got posted to Gagetown. Normally you get sent in to do a, a regular role. I was a junior guy in the office. Got thrown in the office to be the office like the officer in charge of snipers, the Canadian Army master sniper. Uh, you know, so I'm, here I am advising the core, you know, the infantry corps commander, as well as everything to do with the basic sniper, the intermediate, and advanced sniper courses. Uh, you know, I dealt with all that. I've run international sniper competitions. I've done it all. Like I eat, sleep, and breathe the military. Three tours in Afghanistan. If the army was a religion, you are looking at the fucking true believer. Yep. And, and before we let me set a couple caveats because because I, lo I love the army. I love the army. Fucking get into this. So first of all. I'm not going to use the word anti-vaxxer in any context. That that is yeah. that, that Chris, is a term. Chris. Just hear me out. Hear me out. All that I can see is a picture term. of my shitter. The picture of my shitter is off. I can't well, see your face. Okay, outside of the picture, your shitter. Okay, okay. that stupid fucking asshole is out snow blowing his yard right now. So that might pick up on the thing. The thing is this. That's a term that the media uses, or or the prime minister to to describe misogynistic rapists hey do you want me to mute you guys or can you do it 
Shut the fuck up. Um, I lost my train of thought. Misogynistics, rapists. Uh, the media describes it as backwards fucking hillbillies, blah, blah, blah. We're not saying that. Morgan is one of those guys. He's just described his resume to you that that is that has been there, done that, uh, sleeps, breathes, and shits infantry. I also have friends to take it outside of this. Uh, another good friend of mine, an ex-military guy who joined the RCMP. He's a 27-year member of the RCMP. I'm not dropping names. Uh, superintendent. Also opted out of the vaccine, personal decision. Um, and he's being kicked out of the RCMP after 27 years. So now that we got the preamble out of the way and, and we've we've uh, established the fact that you're, you're, you're mature, grown men, let, let's look at what's going on in the news these days. So here, here's the, it's kind of last week's headline, right? Like we do this once a week. So I, I kind of surf through military news. I'm not a big news guy. Most of it's fucking negative, so I don't I don't read it anyway. I got two news sources. One is uh, 95.7 Cruise FM, the locker room in the morning, and the Dean Blundell show. That's that's about where I get my news from because it's actually unbiased. So here's the latest. And I'm going to read this out for our listeners that are hearing this later on, uh, on Spotify or iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. And this is from the Canadian press. It's basically regurgitated shit from, from multiple sources across multiple news media platforms military launches formal formal proceedings whatever the fuck that means we'll come into that later morgan can speak to it because he's living it against more than 900 unvaccinated troops so morgan i'll read this out and then let you comment on it as, as a guy going through it so the department of national defense says proceedings have been launched against more than 900 canadian armed forces members for refusing to get vaccinated though none have yet been forced to hang up their uniforms. Chief of Defense Staff General Wayne Iyer ordered all military personnel be fully vaccinated by mid-October, saying the measure was intended to protect the military during the pandemic. Deadline was later extended to mid-December. While most Armed Forces members complied with the order, the Defense Department rep reporting a 98.3% vaccination rate across Canadian troops. Hundreds of others did not. Those soldiers are now facing the possibility of release from the military. According to the Defense Department's latest statistics, by the end of December, more than 830 Armed Forces members had received formal warnings. And Morgan's going to explain uh, the Canadian Armed Forces uh, disciplinary process, the warning process. I'm not going to do it. I'll let Morgan speak to it because he's going through it. Um, to attend council and then CMP, and then we'll see how that goes from there. So give us... Give us your breakdown of where you are right now with this shit. Okay, so I'm going to start from the beginning. So uh, the Chief of Defense Staff actually released two. They weren't uh, orders. They were directives. And uh, these things, you can look them up on the Government of Canada website. I think one was released on the 15th of October, give or take a couple days. The other one was released, uh, I think, on the 5th of November, stating, like, this is, our, this is the way forward. During October, I was in Wainwright on exercise. I'm company quartermaster, you know, senior warrant officer in the, uh, in the battalion, merited eighth in the regiment, ready to get promoted to master warrant officer in July. So we get there, and of course, this is on my mind prior to this because, you know, this has been ongoing now, you know, since the beginning of 2020. So I see the first directive come out on the 15th of uh, October. I bring it up to my chain of command. I'm saying, hey, what's going on? Uh, 
what's the way forward here? For seven days, they're like, we don't know. We don't know. So I corner, I, I, I kind of go into the headquarters. I corner my RSM. And I, I'm polite and I'm professional. I'm like, hey, RSM, what's going on? He's like, I don't know. I'm like, well, sir. I said, with all due respect, I was like, the directive has been on the Government of Canada website. I was like, it's about 40 pages long. And I've read it thoroughly about five times. Uh, and you're, you're telling me that nobody knows. I was like, this is not a good enough answer. Someone has got to, because th this affects like not just me, but you know my family and other members. We need to figure this shit out like most Ricky Tick. How does the fucking RSM not know? How how does but I, I also before I think of before I just walk into the CP and I mean I'm a, I'm a pretty aggressive guy I I, mean, I don't really give a shit about getting in trouble like I can I consulted my sergeant major I consulted my company two IC I can I consulted my my uh, you know company command all these things till finally I kind of oh, okay enough's enough like this is bullshit and I went to the RSM and nothing and then still nothing uh, you know we we do our uh, the, the exercise continues. Then we come back and uh, we had to fill out an attestation online saying you're vaccinated, you're not vaccinated, you are going to Mike's be, not wrong. You know, uh, probably, hang on, I just lost my train of thought. So you have to sign this this attestation, right? And I'm like, so I, was, I got questions right away. I'm like, what is this? What is this about? I was like, and why would I be putting my personal medical information? I was like, on like monitor mass, which is like an open source thing that anybody can check out. And they're like, well, you have to do this as an order. I'm like, okay, fine. So we get back on like the 25th, 26th of October. And they're like, no one's going home until you do this. And I'm thinking, oh, I got no problem doing it. I was like, but there seems to be a lot of missing information. I don't understand. I need answers. And you know, Anybody that's been in the military for the last like five years, they keep telling us senior NCOs and, and officers are like, listen, you can't just tell guys that this is the way it is because this is the why generation. You need to explain the why of things. So I'm like, okay, fair enough. We're the why generation. Why? Like what, what's going on here? I, I need further explanation. They're like, no, if you don't sign it, your, uh, uh, your two days of short leave for this four day long weekend will be revoked. I'm like, all right, whatever. So I signed this thing and I send it in. Fair enough. Then uh, my uh, my sergeant major is uh, he had to go for shoulder surgery. I was acting sergeant major for two weeks, and one of those days was November 11th. The first battalion we paraded in front of uh, in front of our building in front of the Hamilton Galt Memorial. I'm the acting sergeant major in my dress uniform, pay stick in hand, in front of the whole company. Good to go on a, you know Thursday, 11 November, and uh, we had Friday Friday off. Friday after supper, I get a call from my sergeant major, and he's like, hey, man, he's like, I, uh, and my, my sergeant major's an awesome guy, uh, very genuine man. He's like, are you going to get vaccinated? And I'm like, well, I already filled out the attestation. I was like, you know where I stand. And he's like, he goes, okay. He goes, well, you know, he goes, you're, you're probably going to lose your, your uh, company quartermaster position. I'm like, oh, okay. Like, that doesn't fall in line with the directive. You know, I said I should be sent home or I should do rapid tests or whatever. But I said I shouldn't be fired from my merited position. And they're like, OK, so you're, you're not to come to work on Monday. I'm like, well, I need to come to work on Monday because I need to submit a, uh, a religious exemption and a human rights exemption memo. You know, so I can hopefully I can get exempt from this so I can continue to do my job. Human rights exemption. Yeah. Under the uh, right, let, let, let's let's just pause. Like, hold, hold, yeah. Fuck right on. Hold your train of thought. Yeah. Back in, back in, there's two things that are pissing, fuck, here I go. Oh. And park that, we will come back to that, but I, I need to interject here. Okay. One, 
the fact that you're holding that up as respectable to I'm putting on the old guy hat back in the fucking yeah. day. Troops didn't even know what that meant. Yeah. Back in the day, if I wheeled you in in the late eighties, early nineties yeah. and said, go get fucking vaccinated. We're going to war. You wouldn't even have blinked. You would have yeah. did it. Yeah. Now soldiers have far too much independent fucking thought, which is good and bad, but that's another yeah. conversation. I, I agree with you 100%. Right. Chris. Too much independent fucking thought. And two, I, I'm not comfortable with the level of government meddling in how yes. the, the Canadian Armed Forces executes its its responsibilities. So but what I'm used to is being given orders. Make this happen. And, and as a senior NCO, the how I do it is left to my device. Yeah. So if the federal government says, ensure that the Canadian Armed Forces is fit to complete its tasks, whether you're in a pandemic or not. The coming out with thou shalt do this with this ever moving fucking target and inability to provide anything tangible other than one week you're you're on a fucking written warning, next week recorded warning, third yeah. week CMP, and then we'll come in come into a, a five F release. I'm going to let you jump in, but those yeah. are the two things that pissed me off. Is yeah. you've changed. Because back in the day, if I said fucking Private Warren, get it fucking done, we're going out the door tomorrow. That's why I was looking for my needle book, because you could show, I was going to show two yeah. things stapled together, and you yeah. have the same fucking thing. Exact same thing. Family. This is a different case. So that's my opinion. The fucking government sticks its dick into, into the how, not so much as to, to the what they expect. And 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 the uh, the subservient political pol political aspiring leadership yeah. um, succumbs to that pressure, which is not that's not fucking new at all. Um, but it's 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 amplified now in the situation. And yeah. two, there's just way too much fucking uh, independent thought, and which has been perpetuated by the military. Caring poor a little bit more little fucking private Johnny's fucking feelings than his ability to fucking you know close do with it, do destroy it. the close with Ex and destroy the enemy. Oh, by the exactly. way, which on the CF recruiting webpage is now close with and engage the enemy. Yeah, it's it's kind of oh. yeah, it's it's kind of it's kind of funny. Like I think I sent you an article earlier about yeah. Uh, you know, the, the shit state of the army. And there's a, a quote in there from, and I'm I guarantee this guy is a senior NCO or he's like some, some hard charging officer and says like, like over the last decade, like our, since we stopped fighting a war, our army's kind of falling apart. And we give a shit more about what the fuck's between your legs than winning fucking wars, which is all I've ever concerned myself with. And what, what have the Russians done over the last year? The Russians, they've invested money infrastructure into their military and the only thing they give a shit about is winning a fucking war they don't give a shit about equality inclusivity nothing because it doesn't fucking matter exactly this is you're 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 merging two things though right now morgan yeah fair enough yeah yeah, I'm, 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 yeah I, I, so I get it if, I'm, if, I'm just saying so for 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 you guys who didn't survive the decade of fucking darkness like i did which was called the 90s 
Um, we didn't have, a, well, we actually had a lot going on. We had uh, actually two two operations in the former Yugoslavia, Combat 1 and 2, on the same fucking time. So it was actually relatively high op tempo under a UN flag prior to uh, I4S4. That being said, you know, we had this thing called Sharp, and it's, 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 this is just Sharp 2.0 modernized. And yeah, it's because there's no op tempo. Fucking the troops are bored. You got this bullshit fucking, uh, which which I effectively call an, a NATO exercise in Latvia and the Ukraine with some training on the side. But it's not war fighting. Between no. 2001 and 2014, we were focused on war fighting, and that was it. So there was no time for all this shit. And, and obviously, yeah, that's no. an opinion. And some fucking misunderstood genius who at the general at the staff officer level. And higher will argue that point, but from the fucking ground level, and, and I know I've been out of the game a while, but I talking to the troops, that's what's going on. So anyways, can, you you and some guys have been trying to fight this, right? Yeah, essentially. Like I mean, coast to coast, you're looking at like better part of well, I, I should say involved in my class action loss there's approximately 300 give or take it's been increasing uh you know weekly let's have uh, a look at that so let me read this out and you can speak to it again yeah. this is from cbc news this is one of the ones you sent me today yeah um soldiers fighting militaries vaccine and i highlighted some shit here uh mandate bring challenge to federal court the federal court heard arguments Wednesday from four Canadian Armed Forces members facing disciplinary action, which is bullshit. It's actually administrative action, the way they're handling it. We'll get to that. Yeah. For refusing to get vaccinated against COVID-19. In sworn affidavits, the four service members challenging the order say they are opposed to getting the vaccine for different reasons, including concerns about its long-term safety and, and re religious grounds. Fuck off. But anyway... I do not have confidence. So you'd have to explain to me who this fucking guy is. I do not have the confidence in the government's decision that they are safe and effective. Lieutenant Colonel Elio Antonio Neri. Before I read it, who is this guy? Uh, I, I've actually never met the man, but I, I believe he's a pilot in the Air Force. A okay. very well, and, and on top of that, a very well-to-do pilot. Like You know how I say, like, you know, I'm at the top of my game as a master sniper. Well, this yeah. guy's kind of at like the top of his game. He's like the Air Force officer equivalent to me. Okay, okay. So he he's clearly one of the four guys. Yes, he is. All right. So and more specifically, I do not believe the trials have accurately discovered and assessed all potential long-term effects of the vaccine. Yes. So whether he's right or wrong is not not the discussion. It's it's his right to say no. Yes. Um, and we'll cover the CF's rights in in a bit here. Yeah. And while IRS order allows for the exemptions on medical, religious, and human rights grounds, well, what the fuck does human rights grounds means? I'm gonna I'll ask you that in a second. Edmonton lawyer Catherine Christensen, who represented the four military members in court on Wednesday, <laughs> Bryce is laughing, told the Canadian press the requests were all rejected. Oh, that's convenient. Uh, the four service members argue that their constitutional rights are being violated and the threat of dismissal is extreme. And this is uh, this quote from Morgan for those of you listening. <laughs> During my time in the Canadian Armed Forces, I have seen members convicted of serious offenses and not removed from service. Yeah, that's that's a bit vague, but I'm sure you went on. But they they take yeah, bits and pieces. They, of yeah, it. they take bits and pieces. Warren yeah. Officer Morgan Christopher 
Warren. I didn't know that yeah. was your middle name. Yeah. So there you fucking have have what's going on on the legal battle. Basically, um, you've been told to fuck off. Yep. So, Essentially, yeah. So I'm going to get back to like we kind of went off track a little bit there. Yeah. So like no, I said, that's fine. I'm in fam- yeah, so, infamous for that. Yeah, yeah, we are. So, uh, so like I said, November 11th, Sergeant Major on parade, acting Sergeant Major on parade. Uh, I, on my day off, I get a call, and I was essentially like, don't come to work next week. I'm like, okay. I was like, well, I need to come to work on Monday the 15th. I was like, I need to submit some memos, blah, blah, blah. I come in. I found out that, unbeknownst to me, I've already been replaced. Like, for any infantrymen out there, any guys, like, I, I was the, you know, the, the company quartermaster, the squadron quartermaster, whatever you fuck want to call it. You know, I, I'm in a merited position. I merited eighth in the regiment out of, you know, the 50 top warrant officers. I was number eight. Okay, big fucking deal. I would have replaced you too. Yeah, fair enough. That's cool. Right? We talked how, about how, that. We talked so, about that, man. We we, 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 yeah, like, we did. However, you fucking, however, you made your decision. This is the direction I've been given if I'm the fucking RSM. Yeah. W- whether it's right or wrong, fucking, you're done. You're replaced. Anyway, okay, I didn't well, need to fuck with you on however, that. I'm but there's, there's also, I'll look up, I'll, I'm just going to look something up. Pardon me. My One of my QRNOs right here, right now. Is under. I'll find a QRNO right now. QRNO 101.09, relief from performance of military duty pre and post trial. So there's a QRNO for this. So okay. once again, for now, dealing with my lawyer, and she's dealing with people from St. John's, Newfoundland to Victoria, BC, up to Yellowknife and everywhere in between. Uh, and if you read the 40 pages, the two times 40 pages directives from the uh, Chief of Defense Staff, I should not have been removed from that position. Essentially, I haven't been charged with anything. I yeah. haven't done anything wrong. Nothing. Like, I haven't so much as, for all you Army people out there, so much has been given a five bravo, which is like, if you're shitty, they make you sign a piece of paper stating, you did this, sh- the, you know, the following thing, shitty, sign here, so that that way later on on your annual uh, performance report, they can justify it. And as senior NCOs, you know, you could write a guy up as a rock star and say, this guy's awesome. You need no justification. But if you got Private Dingleberry, who's awful, and you say, this guy was awful, your chain of command is going to be like, well, where were the five bravos? Where were the verbal warnings? Where was all this stuff? You need to justify why you, somebody is shitty. There so was let, me ask you, let me ask you this. Are, are you officially replaced as CQ? Which I was officially a, now the, the director. Or, or, or hang on, is okay. the guy the acting company quartermaster? No, I was replaced so much so that uh, they actually reorged the whole fucking battalion. So they took the quartermaster from Bravo Company and they moved him to Charlie Company, and they moved a, a, a one platoon warrant from A Company, and they moved him into uh, uh, B Company. So now. This is a big giant pain in the ass because you're handing over DAs and equipment, serialized equipment. You know what I mean? Like it's it's a big pain in the John, ass. John, when he gave so, you a red chit. Yeah, exactly. Fair enough. Fair enough. I'm not a. You know, I, I get it. Like I'm not against. No, but I mean that's so that's like redressable. That. That's 100 percent redressable based it, it, on it, that. It, 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 it is. It, it is redressable. But, now what? Now one thing I have learned is that from unit to unit, from base to base, nobody is doing anything the same. So. Oh. Because so the first, so, so the first, like the third battalion, is, yeah. like my, my, like my, like the third battalion, my battalion, where my heart is, those guys, the commanding officer spoke to him, said, listen, guys, you're part of the team. We want you here. We understand that this is a directive. We're going to give you 
uh, rapid tests. We want you to guys to come in. You know, we're going to follow orders, blah, blah, but you're a part of the team. You are important to us. So, so much so that those guys, they were allowed to come to the men's Christmas dinner. I wasn't allowed to even go to my unit's men's Christmas dinner. Wow. I'm not privy to the 242-page document that the CDS issued, but here's what I do know. If anything is 242 pages and doesn't come out as a can for gen yeah. or whatever the fucking equivalent is today, yeah. it's not direction. So if it's direction, all units, regardless of, of, of component, of element, regiment, battalion, division, whatever, brigade, Follow it. It's direction. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I was right. speaking with somebody last night from Coal Lake who's going through the same thing as you right now, Morgan. Yeah. Um, they, and, and, and it's the same kind of paperwork. It's it's one week, it's one thing. The next week, it's moved yeah. on. And they're getting, they, yeah. they've been advised already that they'll be moving to a 5F as well. Yeah. Um, and I'm, so, I'm mind blown because they're, they're like you at the top of their game where they've been excelling at certain things for quite a while for, for them to just be shunned out and, and over a health choice. Yeah. And, 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 and right, right now, like I'll, uh, I'll continue on, but I challenge anybody who's watching this, anybody that knows me, you talk to anybody that I have worked for or anybody that has worked with me and, 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 and see what they think about me. Give, find out what their opinion about me is. I'll fucking tell you what I think. Yeah. Here's the thing, bro. Okay. Like, go ahead, Brock. I understand choice and everything like that, but you know, here's the other side of that sword too. And honestly, well, I'll go into really what I'm thinking. The army's just kind of in a state of you know good leadership, getting tired and re retiring and getting out and stuff like that. You know, who's really left, right? Yeah. You know, so. You don't really got the best cookies in the jar. Yeah. You know, and then on another part of it, on the other side of the sword, too, you got to be ready to deploy it at all times, too, Morgan. You know, absolutely. Because we're Canada and we like to follow the laws of other countries, yeah. you know, then, you know, countries that demand COVID 19, you need to be prepared for that. You know, and it's, it's the shitty part. You know, yeah. Okay. Fair, fair, fair enough. I was like, but so. Whether you, so if you're, let's, let's just, you know, we'll hit a few wave tops here. If you're vaccinated, correct me if I'm wrong, because I'm not a fucking doctor. Yeah. Can you still contract COVID-19 if you're vaccinated? Yeah, I just had it. Yeah, okay. yeah. No, two. Can yeah. you still, if you're vaccinated, can you still transmit COVID-19 to other oh, people? No, no, I don't, I don't disagree yep. with how they're right. fucking doing it. They should be doing like following okay, how the well, procedure goes. They're listen, not doing that. I don't okay, want to turn this into a bunch listen, of yeah, yeah. Time out. I don't want to turn okay. this into a fucking Joe Rogan podcast because nobody okay. on here is a doctor. Okay, fair um, enough. But anyway, you see, you see where I'm going with this, right? Yeah. No, 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 no. I don't disagree with you, yeah. but I like and, you know, and and I and you know I believe people should have choice too. Yeah. You know, I think this whole thing has been a combopple from the begin with, with yeah. not educating people properly. So, you so, know, and now the government's all pissed off and taking the easy route out. Yeah. Well, but, the problem is, no. the problem is they're wishy-washy. I'm gonna, I'm gonna bring something up here. To, yeah. To, to more hey, Chris, can, point. I, can I, can I say something first? Just give me two seconds, okay. and you can pay right, as much as you want. All right. Morgan just left off that that not one unit element base fucking is treating it the same way. 
but yet nobody's been no disciplinary action's been taken. Now let me show everybody something again. Did I bring this up already? Feels the, like I fucking did. The, it depends what your definition of disciplinary action is. No. I lost a merit. I lost a merited position. Right. Yeah. Again, section one two six to the National Defense Act. I'm going to read this out for people listening. This is out of Queen's Regulation and Orders again. Every person who, on receiving an order to submit to inoculation, re-inoculation, vaccination, revaccination, other immunization immunization procedures, immunity tests, blood examination, fuck, there's a long list, or treatment against any infectious disease, willfully and without reasonable excuse disobeys that order, is guilty of an offense, and on conviction is liable to imprisonment imprisonment for less than two years, two years less a day is a common army term, or less punishment. It's always less punishment. Nobody goes to fucking DB for this shit. My point is this. No order has been given. And you correct me if I'm wrong. Has an order been given? No. As As a matter of fact, it's funny that you bring up like section 126 of the NDA. So... My uh, my lawyer, uh, she actually you know went before the justice against the calf um, to try to file a well, uh, she filed for an injunction, uh, and she actually looked at the justice and said, "Well, okay, you're trying to kick these guys out of the army. Check, got it. But under the NDA section one two six refusal of like immunization, these guys can be charged. How come they haven't been charged? Right." Well, I don't fucking know. I mean, because I know they're if not I was following procedure because they don't you know, know. The, if the I was the CDS, is gone, man. Nobody knows. No. The okay. leadership and, is gone. Yeah. So if I was the CDS, here's no. what I do. I'd go one of two ways. And I'm not yeah. saying which way I'd go because it's irrelevant. Yeah. I'd either go A, tell 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 the fucking uh, minister of, of of defense, what's his name? The architect of Medusa there. No, he's um, not, it's, I, it's 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 actually an uh, uh Miss uh, Mrs. Anand now. Buddy's fucking downrange. I would yeah. say no, we're not doing that. Or on the flip side, I would say, yeah, Roger that. And I'd say this is an order. Follow it. Anybody who doesn't follow it is subject to fucking one two six, and we'll handle it. They didn't do it that way. No, nope. they did is what they did is fucked it all up. And it, and and again, you know, not to beat this fucking thing to death no. all night. You yeah. made a decision. You've made a yeah. decision. I respect your decision. I don't agree with it at all, but that's irrelevant. It's yeah. your personal decision to make. It's also the CF, even though they fucked it up, their decision to to say you're you're so for everybody listening or watching, the release article, which eventually Morgan will be released under, and and the other 899 guys that don't want to play ball. Um it looks like a 5F release. And what that release article basically says in a nutshell yeah, is you are no longer advantageously employable. Yeah. It's a fucking catch-all to go go away. Thank you. You're not dishonorably discharged. It will not impact <clears throat> Morgan's benefits and all that shit. The liberal yeah. government will just lie to him and take those away. But we'll come to that later. Because exactly. uh, <laughs> a 5F, your benefits can be taken away. Exactly. They'll just tell him to get his benefits. You have to get vaccinated. They're just going to basically release these guys under under the vanilla fucking release article, and and they'll they'll be gone. And and that's what's 
likely to happen because they lack the fortitude to either defend the decisions that these individuals are making or enforce hard style like the army used to do yep. to say get vaccinated and fucking get on with it or fuck off you're gone that's Which exactly that's what's happening is. black and white you know and and, and morgan you get the last words yeah, on this no. dude because you're the guy fucking living it so yeah, yeah. well there, there's could, also another so, sorry that just let me bump in for a yeah, second if that's no okay. problem there's another side of this too like you know, the government did pass like a fucking speedy bill to make all federal employees like have to be vaccinated. They did do that. They, you know, they, how, how, the how, airline how, and everything. How, however, you know. provincially and federally, they've been slowly kind of backpedaling on a lot of this shit too. FYI. All right. All right. Really? All right. Yeah, yeah. You're probably more up to date than I am. Believe me, I am. Uh, I'm sure you are. You know, your careers, you're, you're passionate about your career, man. I get it, man. Yeah. I get it when fucking, I get being told that you can't go back to work anymore, man. It sucks. Absolutely does. And I'll, I'll like, I'll say a few things here. So, like I said, on, on the 15th of November, I went to work, submitted my memos. And essentially, I, I cleared out my locker and left work. Like I was, you know, like fired off of a fucking job site. Like, I had young soldiers coming up to me, and they're like, holy shit, CQ, like, what the fuck's going on? And I'm like, I don't I don't really know, boys. Like, I've essentially, I've been fired. Like, it was it was, it was was a shock to me. And then, so, uh, I, and Brock, this is a, uh, I'm going to tell my story, but I'm going to ask you a question, but let me finish my story. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Well, like, because like, obviously we'll get into your story later on. Yeah. But like I said, there was, there was times, you know, you, you were not at work, you were fucking down and out. You were at home, at the hospital, wherever. Yeah. So on the 15th of November, I went home. And 2021, you know, 2020, 2021, 2022, you know, we always talk about inclusivity, mental health, all of these things. I went home on the 15th of November. And do you know, I'm a senior warrant officer. Not a single person fucking called me to see if I was dead or alive. Shut until, un listen, door. listen. Listen, until the 10th of December, 2021. Now, the, the only reason people called is on the, the, the night of the 9th, well, the 9th of November was our company or uh, battalion men's Christmas dinner. That night, senior NCOs and officers went to the senior NCO, or, uh, the officers mess for an at-home. Uh, some of my peers, guys who, once again, like yourself, Chris, they don't necessarily agree with my choice, but they respect my decision. And that's how and it they, should be. Yeah. Exactly. These yeah. these guys these guys like a, like a good infantryman got rip roar and loaded fucking drunk went into the officers mess and they told these motherfuckers what time it was and they're like because as senior NCOs imagine if you had a private or a corporal who was at home and if you didn't check in on this motherfucker for a month your your sergeant major your OC would have you be like you're a terrible leader and no 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 you know and that that's the way it would be. But the only reason, like I said, I had my peers went in and got rip-worn loaded drunk, like, like good warrant officers do, and they told these warrant officers, and they told these lieutenant colonels and these RSMs, they're like, you've left him home with no direction, and you haven't even checked in to see if he is fucking dead or alive. And then these, then the next morning, I get a phone call. You know? But you know what? I, did, like, the same, like, I hey. did the same thing when fucking Lee McDonald went to jail. Nobody was taking care of him except fucking us, and I'm not going to talk about who us is. 
Yeah. It's a, it's a systemic fucking problem. So, so as I, the military, anyways, fuck, sorry. It is, but, we, really? but, 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 but when you think about like, lead, you think about leadership principles and, and caring about your troops, because me, like I said, I eat, sleep, live, and like, the, like leadership principles, like for some people, it's a fucking punchline. For me, I believe it down to my fucking, uh, you know, down to the, every fiber of my soul. So I got guys in the battalion that are in the same boat as I am. I'm probably the most senior guy, but there's privates, corporals, master corporals. Guys, I don't even fucking know. You know what? I've got out of my way to track these motherfuckers down, get their phone numbers so I can call them and I can say, hey, man, how's it going? Because in the last three months in one PPCLI, we've had, you know, some uh, some guys currently serving some ex-members. Just they couldn't handle the fucking pressure. We had a guy whose wife fucking killed herself. We had a guy on Christmas Day put a Glock 19 in his mouth and pull the fucking trigger. Jesus. Take a deep breath, buddy. Right? And got, and, and they're going to sit around and talk about mental health? Like they care? Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, like, like I said in, in some of the sound bites, never once did I think that I was more than a number. Never once did I think that, you know, like I'm super duper important because I'm fucking grand sniper of the universe, the Dalai Lama of sniping, or anything like that. Like, I, I, I get it. I'm replaceable because the Ar- that's the way the army is. That's the way the army needs to be. And I'll meet you in the middle there. Yeah, you're replaceable. I said it in my fucking yeah. soundbite. And, and, and I on the battlefield, you're replaceable. Yeah. If you well, if you if you leave the day you leave, you're replaceable. However, here's what I didn't fucking say. I didn't say you should be ignored when no. you're on your ass. I didn't no. say replaceable doesn't mean you're fucking worthless, and it no. sure as fuck doesn't mean you're ignored. And that's the right. problem today. And that's because that's a systemic fucking individuality that I referred to earlier that everybody's so centric on their own universe. And it started in, uh, oh, I want to say the 90s when CFH, what is it? It's Canadian Forces Housing, CFH. I always C- C- Yeah, C- C- CFH. Right? We don't want the troops on base anymore. We want them. So when I joined the Army, they didn't want you living on, on, on the... Uh, on the economy they wanted you you had to live in the shacks for a fucking year and then get permission to move out okay and if you rewind to the 70s and shit if you wanted to get fucking married the ceo had to give you permission yeah when i lived in the shacks in shiloh everything was taken care of off my pay my fucking phone bill uh, all my shit was off the canx plan i'm still yeah. probably paying shit off yeah which is uh, something else fucking you know what well, I mean? They wanted you mission focused. They wanted you mission focused to go fight Russians. And then we evolved. And now, and, and in, in an effort to save money as we go through the decade of darkness, it's like we'll cut them loose, and then we'll 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 bury it under the under the disguise of teaching them um, fiscal responsibility. And there was some plus, pluses to that. Trust me, there was some pluses to that. Is go live on the economy. Look at the messes now. Does anybody go to the fucking mess? No. Why? Because you got to go through two sets of cops to get out of there, so you can't have a fucking beer. So no, and, and the messes are dead. They're boring. The only people keeping the messes together is the fucking auxiliary membership. Yep. So the cohesion that that we, you grew up with is disintegrated. It, it 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 was reborn when we went to fucking war. Yeah. Where you continuously were were in in a high readiness cycle. Yeah. reconstitution or deployment you were always yeah. with your fucking brothers in arms yeah. either getting ready to go to war you were at war or you're coming back 
getting a bit of a breather, and then you were back in the same high readiness yeah. cycle again. And now Absolutely. in this big dog fuck mode where everybody, all these new fuckers or Gen Zs or millennials or whatever the fuck you call them, and they're all about me. They're sitting in the smoke pit vaping, ready to go fucking play uh, some bullshit video game when they get home or whatever. Like, so when... Fuck, I'm getting animated. My yeah. mic's bumping around and shit. So when it, when you tell me the shit that happened to you and the only guys that stood up for you was your peer group. Yeah. And then just your peer group. I'm talking about at your level yeah. and yeah. as a senior leadership who are so fucking scared of, yeah. of, of, the, of the next uh, hashtag me too. This guy yeah. touched me in an Arctic tent in the fucking 80s. Losing his fucking career. Yeah. You are basically fucked. That's yeah. where it is right now. Absolutely. And like my, uh, my sergeant major, like we, uh, he progressed faster than I did. Uh, but we essentially did battle school more or less at the same time. So like our, our infantry training at the same time back in 2001, he, he got the battalion two months before I did. And this, this guy is, he is fucking awesome. He's, he's, he's a, he's genuine. And, and I mean, I, I know what it's like. I mean, I'm not an MWO. But I mean, I, I see what he goes through, and, and he and he says to me, he's like, man, he goes, I don't agree with what's happened to you. He goes, I I, I can't believe it's happening to you. He's like, I I can't, I, I can't even fathom. I don't know what to do. He goes, I've said my piece, and they fucked me off. And he's a master warrant officer, and the reason I know he's telling the truth because a lot of other people that are up higher rank than me have said the exact same thing that my sergeant major has said to me. But when I, when I went back through, like, so I submitted, like, for, uh, you know, like, uh, human rights and religion, all these things, these exemptions, uh, I, I, I was able to, because they have to give it back to me, like a round-trip memo, and I actually seen my sergeant major's, his minute on there, and he's, and, and he was very, he's like, all right, you know, this should be pushed higher, I support the member, blah, blah, blah. And uh, that, that means a lot to me, because I'm like, you know, he's a genuine guy, although he knows, he's like, ah, they're not going to listen to me. He he still tried, and I appreciate that. But well, other, other that, people... that, that shows that shows once again. Even though, like, if I was your sergeant major, I would, uh, uh, you know, on the side in in the fucking canteen or in the mess, I would have said, "Fuck you, go get your fucking shot and get on with it." We're going to war again, but we're yeah. not. But if you put that memo in, I would have minuted one, circled it down here, concur, fucking push this forward. Yeah. And he um, did, but I had a lot, but I guess my point is that I had some captains and majors that were like, they said the exact same shit that that Sergeant Major said, but when I read back through it, they're like, we do not support blah, blah, blah. And I was like, you sons of bitches, you two face motherfuckers, right? Like well, if you're going to, if you're going to fuck me, listen, at least tell me. That's because they're fucking self-serving careerists. Most of these yeah. guys, there's, there's only a, I can count on, uh. A handful of my fingers of any any of those types of people I trust. Yeah. Um, any look, fuck, we do that all. Night. Yeah, but that's let's that's... get back to let's get back to your question to Brock. And once to again, Brock. the middle of Brock's answer was interrupted by uh, the beginning of my fucking. Yeah. So I guess I, I guess my my question to you, Brock, is that like when you were down and out, did people at least call to see if you were fucking dead or alive? Only the dudes I really did combat with, to be honest. Okay, so that's, fair, fair, fair enough. And so, that's so it. Mine. That's like, like my, my, and that's like that's my... that's the thing too, though, Morgan. Like, you're 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 great in the army until you're not useful anymore. Yeah, I agree with you. You know, and that's yeah. that's that's 
how it is, man. If if the army cared, they wouldn't have they would have told me how VAC worked. You know, yeah. if the army cared, With a hand they would have gave me proper mental health. So you know, I wouldn't be like, well, like you know. Did you? Did let you? Me, uh, let me, let me set the stage here. Okay, Brock's yeah. answering your question, but some people who don't know Brock, and I fucking do because we deployed together. I got a couple images, and I apologize to you listening. So, yeah. Brock, what year did you join? Uh, I joined in 2007 of November. So, like, you literally joined the military and went on pre-deployment training. You, for you, you, you joined to go to fucking war. Yeah, like fucking Lucky literally. I, did. So, I joined not to be a bitch anymore. Right. Yeah, so, so, good job, so, good job, brother. So, Brock, Brock was was part of uh, Delta Company with Niven and Poff, right? Yeah. Yeah, fucking man. Work. Fucking Delta was the shit. Through hell yeah. any day. They're fucking awesome dudes, and I, I was going to work with them. They were out of the opportunity. Anyways, yeah. Brock, and, and, I, and they were on an op. Um, and, and I'm paraphrasing, Brock, it's your story, but I just want to set the stage so you can answer the yeah. question. Southwest of uh, of Kandahar City, where I was operating out of. and Straight uh, out of Nakane, bro. Straight, straight out of Nakane. I got to get you have a shirt made. We're going to make a shirt. Yeah. And anyways... Brock, uh, unfortunately, was fucking attacked by an IED. So when you listen, here's a point. When you hear this shit on the news, well, they struck an IED or, were, or hit a roadside bomb. It doesn't work that way. An I, improvised explosive devices are, are, are a mechanism by which the enemy attacks you. So Brock was wounded in action. And the results of that was he lost his lower left leg and the fucking right one got blown to fucking shit too. My hand got smashed up too. And he got yeah. he got all fucked up by this. And, and there's a whole other story, but we're gonna save that for next week when we when we go uh yeah. when we go one on one. So Brock, I'll let you can kind of now that everybody has a bit of background. Keep yeah. keep keep telling the story, bro. Yeah. So, so yeah you, 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 you no one's visiting you. You didn't. You don't know what. Well, the fuck no, it's and it's just like life goes on too. You know, at the end of the day, yeah. You know, and people's priorities change. You know, and if you're not, if you're not in the face of everybody every day, you know, like, you know, you're just going to fade out. Yeah. So you know, and you that's, that's multiple, just a fact you of life. You know, it fucking hey. sucks, dick. You know, and like everybody says, oh, once a Patricia, always a Patricia. Yeah, to a certain point, but at the end of the day, it's not. It's not wartime crime or like wartime brotherhood, man. Hey, hey Chris. Hey, Chris. So everybody understands. So everybody understands here. Brock died more than once between fucking, fucking two Afghanistan and Canada. That's fucking some. That's a rock and roll shit, man. He he goes from there's like there's he gets, you and Nikki he Six. gets medevaced by Blackhawk from from the incident <laughs> site to the roll three in calf, and then you go to Langstuhl, Germany. Correct. Um, calf stabilized. Then they got me. I went to Bagram for like a day or so. Oh, you went to Bagram? Okay, wow. Yeah. And then I went to Landstuhl, and okay. then they flew my parents and my ex fiance out. Oh, other than a fucking some pinhead AO, because they would have gave you an AO, right? Assisting officer. Yeah, I had like two, two. Yeah, I had two, and they were actually really good. Right. So at what point, when's the first time you saw a, a guy from battalion? Oh, the battalion at that in wartime, man, they were, they were there for my parents. Like 
I got hit on the third. So that would have been like nighttime in Canada. You're to what? Give everybody, give everybody uh, listening and watching a date, daytime group here. Yeah. So I was like, I got hurt on April 3rd, 2010. So that was Easter weekend. They had the acting CEO who was a major at the time and the Padre at my parents' door by 10 o'clock in the morning on April 3rd, Canadian time. Okay. So, so that's and then, a pretty good response, but by this time we're you we're fucking getting good at this. What's yeah. that? By this time we're getting good at this, so that's a yeah. pretty fast response time. Yeah, no, for sure. And that that like they the, the battalion was pretty much like and then after that, I think my parents had the A they were sitting in front of the AO within 48 hours after that. Wow. And they pulled him off of Easter leave. And like he was drunk and stuff, and he had to like get his uncle to fly him to the airport and shit like that. Yeah, well, and like had fine. to get somebody like his roommate to meet him with like his his uniform and stuff, and he had to get changed at the airport because he was meeting my parents at the airport, and then like yeah. he's still like half cut. Yeah. No, that's hey. that's fucking that's hey. that's fucking infantry style, man. Right, yeah. fucking awesome dude. Right? <laughs> awesome fucking guy. Hey, hey, Chris, Chris, I think it's it's about time for the poem. Uh, so yeah, man. So I'm, Morgan, I'm going to say this. I'm going to tell you like who wrote the poem, and then when I'm saying this, put that picture of Brock in front of that goddamn gray pot up against again for people to see. So this poem was written by uh, uh, Joseph Rudyard Kipling. For anybody that doesn't know who he is, I mean, he was born oh, December thirtieth, eighteen sixty-five, in Mumbai, uh, India, and he died in uh, nineteen thirty-six in London, in the UK. People, so he he always identified as British. Now, a lot of you people are like, ah, who the, this guy is just some fucking clown. Uh, you know, he was a journalist. He was an author. Uh, this is the guy that wrote the fucking Jungle Book, for those of you who don't know who he is. So you, you, you do know who he is. You just don't know who he is. You're like you know? the Cliff Clavin of my life, man. Yeah, I know, right? I love this shit, right? Uh, you know, he was, uh, and, and his remains, right now he's at Poets Corner in, at Westminster Abbey. That's the liberal arts scholar at heart. Yeah. I, I, I know liberal arts scholar. Yeah, so this guy is at Poets Corner, Westminster Abbey. This is where he was buried, you know, in 1936. Uh, his son was uh, uh, a lieutenant in uh, uh, in the Royal Army during the First World War. He was killed in action in 1915. And uh, Kipling was always very critical of like the, uh, the 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 British government, government in general, and how they employed the military and and the kind of lessons learned because he. He kind of shit all over them during the First World War because he's like, you guys didn't learn your lessons from the Boer War. Okay? So, so he, wrote, he wrote a poem in 1890 called Tommy. And uh, it's about Tommy Atkins. So Tommy Atkins, everybody, like yeah, British soldiers are referred to as Tommies. Uh, and so Tommy Atkins is kind of like, you know, we are private bloggins. Well, yeah. Tommy, Atkin, Tommy Atkins, you know, in the early you know, 20th century was the British... Uh, private bloggins. All right, fuck, I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah, so, so you know, so you got, you know, Tommy Atkins. So here's here's the poem from 1890. Uh, and I'm Letter looking Buck. at my cell phone because I got a letter Buck. And and Brock, I, I was actually kind of thinking about you and, and, and tonight's podcast, you know, when uh, and, and everything that you've gone through, like, you know, when you were at that town hall, when you confronted the prime minister and, and all these things. And I was thinking of you. Uh, a friend of mine actually sent it to me. So... Throw up a picture of Brock. I don't want to see my face. Fucking. Uh... But it looks so good. 
It does. Now, now, Brock, put put up the the the, 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 bad, the, the badass picture in, in, in front of the in front of the gray putt. Brock also doesn't want to see himself. You got the uh, the, the gray putt picture. Come on, I know you got the gray. There you go. We're too good looking now that I've lost all so my says, weight. Yeah, so, I don't see any stalkers. There you go. There you go. Send so, it. So it's called you know Tommy by Rudyard Kipling. It says, "I went into a public house to get a pint of beer. The publican, he up and says." We serve no red coats air. The girls behind the bar, they laughed and giggled fit to die. I outs into the street again. And to myself, I says, I, oh, Tommy this and Tommy that. Oh, Tommy, go away. But it's, to but it's thank you, Mr. Atkins, when the band begins to play. The band begins to play, my boys. The band begins to play. Oh, it's thank you, Mr. Atkins, when the band begins to play. I went into the theater as sober as could be. They gave a drunk civilian room, but ain't none for me. They sent me to the gallery or around the music halls, but when it comes to fighting, Lord, they'll shove me in the stalls. For it's Tommy this and Tommy that. Wait outside, but it's special train for, At for Atkins when the trooper's on the tide. The troop ship's on the tide, my boys, the troop ship's on the tide. Oh, it's special train for Atkins when the troops on the tide. Yes, making Mako uniforms, the guard that guard you when you sleep. It's cheaper than uniforms and they're starvation cheap. And hustling drunken soldiers when they're going large a bit, it's five times better business than pardoning full kit. Then it's Tommy this and Tommy that, Tommy how's your soul, but it's thin red line of arrows when the drum begins to roll. The drum begins to roll, my boys, the drum begins to roll. It's a thin red line of arrows when the th drum begins to roll. We are no thin line of arrows. We're, we are no blackguards too. But single men in barracks, most remarkable like you. If it's sometimes our conduct isn't your fancy, it paints. Why single men in barracks? Don't grow into plaster saints. While it's Tommy this and Tommy that, Tommy fall behind, but it's please walk in front, sir, when there's trouble in the wind. There's trouble in the wind, my boys, there's trouble in the wind. Oh, oh, it's please walk in front, sir, when there's trouble in the wind. Your taco better food for us and schools and fires and all will wait for extra rations if you treat us rational. Don't. Mess about the cookroom slops to prove it to our face. The widow's uniform is not the soldier man's disgrace. And here's, here's the kicker, boys. The last fucking verse. For it's Tommy this and Tommy that. Chuck him out the brute. But it's savior of our country when the guns begin to shoot. And it's Tommy this and Tommy that. And, and anything you please. And Tommy ain't a bloomin' fool. You bet that Tommy sees. Fuck! There, there you go, man. Right, that, that, and, that last verse. That liberal arts degree. There you go. Yeah, that, get, that, out, that, get out and become like a liberal arts teacher, bro. <laughs> well, yeah. listen, man. He needs start, that's start educating at universities. Come on, Morgan. Right. He needs. And that, a, and like I said, this is and like I said. That's that's Rudyard Kipling from 1890. And like I said, his son was a lieutenant in the Royal Army, killed in 1915. And what's Battle old? Is, what's old is yeah. always new. What's old yeah, is it, always it, new. It is right. 
Nobody. Uh, yeah, yeah. Sean in the comments actually posted a Kipling Afghanistan poem as well. That kind of oh yeah fits the space as well. Too. Yep. It's one of those where you're if he's able to quote such things and we're able to repeat ourselves in such yeah. dramatic history yeah. all the way back. Sean, the Sean's got a lot of time on his hands, but yeah, that that yeah. fucking that nails it right there. I mean, yeah. we're, we're I'm gonna do a whole thing about. Afghanistan is not something I want to beat to death. Yeah. But eventually it, it's one of those things that if you, it, the, the, you're always walk a fine line between beating something to death and making sure people remember no. it. And right now I know, and we're going to move on with, with Brock's yeah. story and yeah. his transition to greatness and shit. But there's a fine line and people you know, don't want to hear. I know. I, I certainly know that the Canadian Armed Forces wants to erase Afghanistan. Absolutely. In, in an effort to to promote its yeah. junior officers that don't have the experience, with senior NCOs on the parade square, with a rack of medals telling them how the fuck it is. They don't want that. So well, they just don't want to admit that they're making tactical decisions by playing risk. Well, we can fuck, man. We, 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 we could. That's a whole other conversation. I'm saying that we don't have enough time in the week to, to cover the fucking that. And so I got a million things I want to say, and I'm literally biting my pancreas, not fucking talking about it. Yeah. But um, it, it will come. The conversation will not go go away. I don't want to sound like fucking Willem Dafoe and born on the Fourth of July, fucking waving my fist in the air, talking about Afghanistan. But I do think it's important to glean the salient learnings from that that conflict and, and, and the amount of time we spent there. And then when you look at a guy like Brock, who joins in 07, fuck man, and go, basically finishes uh, BMQ, goes into DP1, BIQ, whatever the fuck acronym it's yeah. called. Basically, I'll put in civvy terms for those watching. So Brock joins in 2007, goes on basic training. From there, he goes on basic infantry training. Basic training is generic for all all trades, no matter what. After that, you're 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 basically going into fucking high readiness training, pre deployment training. Yeah, I showed up to battalion that summer, that September. We are going for high readiness. That that's yeah. fucking insane, like, man. Like and and my, and my my hat goes off to guys like Brock because Chris like yeah because guys like you and I. I joined like I joined in 1999. You know when Bosnia was the big show. You joined same deal when Bosnia was the big show. Well, I joined like, in I, fucking listen, man. I joined in 1988 when Cyprus was the big deal. Jesus, and, I was in kindergarten. <laughs> holy fuck! So, but, but anyway, so I, I, I went sure from Cyprus career, to, you know? to Bosnia to Africa. I saw the whole fucking curve. Yeah, but um, God, but but yeah, like, but guys like Brock, yeah, like, say, like we're in the middle. Like the beginning of the fucking war, at, at we thought at the time, and yeah, a guy man. like Brock walks into a recruiting center. and He's like, "Not only do I want to join the army, I want to join the fucking infantry." Like, right? There's there, there, there's there, there's no two ways about like what the fuck was going through Brock's mind. I know exactly what was going through his mind when he walked into the recruiting yeah. center. Like, when I you thought went I was going to die the whole time. When you went to, <laughs> when, when, when you went to Afghanistan, well, you, you were close. You, you you were exactly where you wanted to be. I was shitting my pants, and I thought I was going to die the whole time. Oh yeah, buddy. Any yeah. yeah. So, Every, uh, any, like three, anybody three who wasn't afraid was either fucking crazy or retarded, man. Hundred um, percent. Anyway, fuck. I know that that yeah. just boggles so, the mind. So, so, 
So for any, I'm gonna Chris for anybody that wants to like shit on like millennials, and most of them are like you know are are, are pussy with losers, but it's it's the guys like Brock. Who, yeah, but it's not. Who, who, it's who, not. Who, no, one second, let me let me finish. But it's, right. uh, Brock, because you're you're not the only one. Because there's lots of other guys like you too. But but, but 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 guys will guys will shit on like the millennials and your generation because nine out of ten years are pussies. But Brock, there's guys like you that are not. And 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 my hat goes off to you guys. Yeah, but that's, that's that's here's the thing, Morgan. Even even out of that, you know what? What did they say? What 40,000 40, Canadians went to Afghanistan. When really, it's probably lower than that because, you know, somebody was lazy and didn't really account, like, how yeah. many people were on each tour that had multiple tours. But, like, fuck, whatever. You know, but, like, it was only 40,000. You know, it's not like it wasn't the waves of, like, World War One, World War Two, you know, Korea, you know. No. no, no, no. But I think what he's saying, Brock, is what makes you unique in the world of these fucking millennials that are living in a condo downtown Toronto that their dad paid for sucking on $9 low-fat macchiatos at fucking Starbucks. What separates you from them is 0.25% of the population in any given year represents the entire strength of the Canadian Armed Forces. Yeah, yeah, so so, the, yeah exactly. Yeah, like, shut the fuck somebody, up. Somebody, somebody tried shut to up sell- or I'm putting you on mute. 38 million Canadians live in this country. The average strength of the entire Canadian Armed Forces is eighty to ninety thousand, depends on the year. Either way, it's zero point two five percent of that. Less than half of that number is deployed and fucking deploys, and less than half of that number actually goes into fucking combat. Okay, so for those of you listening, that's I'm so, too fucking. So how do you expect to anybody now. to give a fuck? Really? Well, we're we're coming to that, but Morgan that's, had a point that's, before. That's I really what it comes down to, because like, really, the only guys that give a fuck were the guys that were there, right? Morgan, you were going to say something. No, like 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 I said, like everybody everybody likes to shit on millennials because it's easy to do, and, I and you guys do. Are, you, you you guys are a bunch of you know snowflake losers, blah blah blah, and we 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 we've heard it all, right? But think yeah. about it, Brock. Like here we are, two thousand and seven, and something's like you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna join the the fucking infantry. Like somebody sold you a shit sandwich, and you're like, <laughs> and, and, and you're and you're like, oh you know for what? sure, buddy. My ass. And it cost you a leg and a half. That's not like it's, it was. It wasn't. Hey, a listen, hero the fucking the recruiter asked him if he liked camping, and he went, "Fuck no, yeah. no." You, you guys want to know? You guys want to know the truth of what happened? It was like Absolutely, right after man. I did my aptitude test. My fucking recruiter came in, and he's all like. So it's a good thing we're in the middle of a war, and it's a good thing your first choice was infantry, son. You're in. <laughs> so, hey, hey fair, you know. fair enough, Brock. But but you were you were fucking stoked, weren't you? Yeah, I was. Fucking totally, right, man. Were. It was well, like, but exa- exactly, exactly. Well, ticket to get out of my hometown and shit, man. You know, I love the military. Don't get me wrong. I love being the fact that I was the only like the only guy in my graduation class that went to Afghanistan. Yeah. You wanted that, you know, that, you want to... that, I guess that's my point. My point is when when you hear that fucking that uh that, that phrase that uh catch all, oh you know it takes a special person to join the military. Fucking rights it does. When 0.25% of the population represents your military and and a quarter of that is it goes and deploys. Yeah. I mean fuck man. 
It, I'd rather be a shoulda guy than, a, than a, I'd rather I'd rather be a done it guy than a shoulda coulda won a guy. Do you think exactly. about the exactly? Think about, and I want everybody to ask, think about this for a second because everybody here is, is deployed. The shit you went through just to deploy, the pre deployment training, like way hard. Guys, guys were fucking losing knees and blowing out. Then, you know, they're oh, over there fucking rear Physically, party. it was way harder. Sure, man. Yeah. Like the shit you went through just to get the privilege to go be scared for your fucking life, which yeah. is the facts. Yeah. That's deployment, the reality. Deployment was hard mentally, but, but, but like training was probably way harder physically. That, absolutely, man. I mean, yeah. but we can no. all agree on we can all agree on one thing. Um, it, it as much as it sucks when you're there, fuck, I'd go back in a minute. Oh fuck, I would have stayed. Yeah, hell I mean, yeah. I know you would have. You know what? Right there, right there. I, I go back are, right now. Listen, those are words for for people watching or listening to this later. This guy fucking joined like right before to go to war goes over there loses his fucking leg changes his life forever and says i would go back there in a fucking minute or words that like fuck man yeah. that fuck that's yeah. that that is it's a calling though that's that, the thing that, it's a calling. that's what you're you are fucking truly salt of the earth man you really are like that 100 percent they're a no, fucking warrior, whatever. man. That's I've that's what said, being a warrior about, right? That is the fucking you know? exactly what a warrior says. There are no finer people, and I've said this before, and I'm stealing it from a uh, somebody. I, I watched a retirement gig when I was at Area Headquarters for a uh, for a, for a for a Patricia Major, and I can't remember his name. Um, solid fucking dude, but when he left, here's what he said. He goes, "The finest people I have ever met." in my life are people that wear the uniform and the shit you just said just re you know reaffirms my personal belief in that because yeah. fuck man most people I, I i saw infantry sergeant majors drinking in the mess with me back in the day trying to find a way to not go over there fucking cowards and, well, and we had words. but that's that's the thing though the right you come out you come out place. and say You've got your fucking leg blown off and shit, but if you if that opportunity came up again, you were fit to fucking fight. You would get back in it in a minute. That makes you a fucking special dude, which is gonna 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 springboard me onto our next conversation. No, though, Chris, but you you know yourself, you go for the bros. You know, it doesn't matter who the fuck the enemy is. You know, it doesn't matter what fucking flag they're fucking waving around. The end of the day, you go with your buddies that like. You have spent the last year and a half drinking with every weekend and fucking yeah. doing stupid shit with and stuff like that. Yeah, you know? it's, you're you're 100% right, Brock. Is is the man next to you, and that's all yeah. anybody. Does. That's, that's, all we, right. that, that's all we care about. Like, think about it. Every one of us know a guy. So we got back from you know whatever tour in Afghanistan. We get back, and one of our brothers, he's like, you know what? He's like. I've had enough of this. I'm going to release. And if for whatever reason, another tour fucking pops up. And we're all going back. That guy pulls his fucking release. Oh, I've seen guys get oh, back buddy. in. Oh, yeah. I've seen guys, yeah. Morgan, you've seen it too. Especially yeah. in the infantry. Yeah. I tried I've it myself. I tried it myself. Right? And get back <laughs> in the fucking army after they're out because, it, because, because a tour came up. Yeah. Right? Bill Turner, whose name's on my arm. Lieutenant Bill Turner was an artilleryman. Who had released, and as soon as Afghanistan kicked off, 
I remember him walking into my office wearing CAD pad before I even got it. I went, what in the fuck, man? And he goes, I'm, I'm going to Afghanistan. I'm like, you, you got out. You're boom. That's yeah, one guy among, there's dozens of guys who left the army for whatever reason. Yeah. And the minute we were going to go down range and get kinetic fucking re-signed up and they went down range. Hey, 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 Chris. I tried. Gonna, I tried doing it when, when the like, when that dude like shot up like Ottawa and Parliament Hill and stuff like that. What you were with him? I wasn't. What? <laughs> no. I... <laughs> Fucking. Bro, it was like a week away. before I was getting released, man. Oh, and is that like, right? I just like tried walking in, and I'm like, hey, can we like stop my release because it sounds like we're going like fuck up ISIS, yeah. and then like. You know, the sergeant in JPSU at the time kind of leaned over and was like, hey, bro, I hate to tell you this, but, like, G.I. Joe doesn't have one leg, bro. <laughs> wow. Hey, man, at least he was point blank. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, so, so let's, 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 we could bullshit about this forever. We will again. Okay. This is, I, I got two, th I got two things I want to say. Oh, Chris. fuck. Of course you do. Okay. okay. You no, get your no, two no, fucking no. things and we're moving this chains okay. forward, man. Then we're moving forward. Okay. So, okay, number 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 one is uh, the brothers, your peers, always going to look after you. And that's why we see things like, you know, back in the 20s, we had the Legion. And then, you know, we know our Korea vets, they kind of got left behind. Then, you know, in like 1972, they started the Korean Vets uh, Association. And we see these guys at the Legion, they wear their green blazers, right? Because they're like, no one's going to look after us, so we need to look after ourselves. You're not wrong. Right? And, and and it's one of those things that and it, you know and you see other veterans organizations which we're not going to get into tonight but you know what I'm talking about. We we look after ourselves. We look after each other because no one's going to look after us. So we're yeah. going to do what we've always done, and we're going to look after each other. Yeah, and that, and that 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 that, that well, is that is what we do. You know what what you're alluding to? We're you and me are going to do a one on one pod about that. Yeah, absolutely. Later. But it it, it it's it's. Uh, yeah, it's one of those things. Like it's it, it's 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 what we do. We look after each other. And what's you know? two? I totally lost my train of thought, so we're just gonna carry Perfect. on. All <laughs> right. So Brock, Brock, you get blown to fucking shit. You get released, and then suddenly, what 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 direction you go in? And I'm gonna I'm gonna lead this. I'm gonna I'm gonna lead into this because suddenly. We got a showdown. Oh, yeah. yeah I'll put the caption up later. Ago. So I walk me, walk everybody through. So for those of you who don't know, and this is a bit of a teaser, this is Brock. What year was this? Do you remember? 2016, I think it was. 16? It was a few years ago. No, it wasn't right. 2016. 2018. 18. 18. It was 18. 18. Right, right. Right, right when Mr. Right when Mr. Trudeau was riding his wave of yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll awesome. get to that. We'll get to that. So 2018, suddenly Brock is at a, a town hall meeting in Morinville. I'm gonna, I'll get to the details in a second because I want to him to oh, tell me how we, how we got to this, and he's going fucking one v one with Prime Minister Selfie Stick. So tell tell me what 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 were you doing? I know this has to do with. Uh, you know, promoting veterans' rights and and all that shit. Walk everybody through how you how you got to that moment. What like? Well, I wasn't part of any advocacy group or anything like that. I just 
you just walked in and grabbed the mic? No, come on. There's more to the story. Wow. Well, oh, no, real. pretty much, man. That's yeah. what happened. That's what happened. <laughs> I saw, yeah, man. Like, I was like, I was at work up north. And he, I was working he walked in and said, I'll go talk to that fucking, fucking idiot. Yeah, man. <laughs> no, there's got to be more, man. You can- oh, here, I'll tell you. I'll tell you. So I'm like scrolling through Facebook at work like the week before, right? <laughs> I thought I had, this big, I had this big build up. And you just moved <laughs> it. Awesome. No, security was stupid at the university. Oh, holy fuck. <laughs> I, I thought there was this big, you know, build up to how you, you got handpicked because all the shit you were doing, blah, blah, blah. No, no. fuck it. I just showed up. Give me the mic. I'll talk to this fucking guy. <laughs> Pretty much. Okay, well, make something up then. Well, I'll, I'll tell you. So, like, I'm, like, at work. So, I see this thing, like fucking Aaron Bedard pin up on like his fucking page there and he goes like oh you know like Trudeau's going to be at the town hall so I was like oh well at the t- Grant McKellen in Edmonton so I'm like I don't know I'll think about it I'll think about going telling him what's what you know and then like which you're notorious for telling quite a bit of people I guess what's so what? yeah everything from the CDS so. to well the prime minister oh, yeah but listen man you you had some really good questions and points so, so just bullet point because I don't want to steal away from what we're yeah doing. so basically and what, what were like, the highlight yeah, points you hammered with? yeah so I was on my days off the week after like the week after I was at work so that was the day of yeah that morning I just kind of rolled into the garage in my wheelchair and I was like hey babe I think I'm going to go meet the prime minister today. And then she's just like, oh, where? At Grant Mac University. And she goes like, neither of us belong in a university. Yeah, especially Mac. Yeah. So you're looking so for then your... She uh, just got to call the friend, got off work. You're trying to find your... I translated all my shit from like what I wanted to say. I stood in line for like a couple hours. And then like... Got into like the bleacher, and then like some other old veterans were like, they were like a pretty awesome couple. Yeah, they were uh, they were like down on like the bottom down by the main floor there, and they're like, come down with us, put us in the little corner spot, and then he just kind of went around, and then luckily like because there was already another veteran that asked the question in front of me because like the guy got to get his demographic in right. So we already picked a veteran. So there's not a chance he's going to pick another veteran, right? And I'm wearing my fucking medals to point out I'm a fucking veteran, motherfucker, right? You know? So then, luckily, nobody in the little section I was in wanted to ask a question because, like, they're, like, his little, like, groupies. Like, there was a lot of university planted groupies ones, in there. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't think they were even planted, man, honestly. They were like, just- he was just going around, like, pointing at people. And, like, yeah, he was picking by demographic. But he was you, just you just, like you're, like, fucking luck of the draw? Yeah, man. I can't believe And then, like, he, like, made it over, <laughs> checked out my wife. And then, like, Angel. Of course he, like, of course he of, checked like, out your wife. He was pointing at me. And then you could even see it if you watch the whole thing. You just go, oh, he goes, goes like, all right, fine, you. Right? Yeah. I can't, I can't believe like, you picked oh, a white guy wearing medals. So then, wow. like, I kind of walk over, right? And then, like, his, like, RCMP security entourage, like, cuddles around me. There's, like, six suits all around me all of a sudden. And, like, yeah, I have like, my head. Like, you're going to roundhouse kick in the head. Here, man. 
this is this is the consequences of what you sent me to. Well, you had some good points. I mean, you had, you you had some excellent points. It was it was one of the, it was one of those things like it, it's a it's a point of reference for every veteran ever. Like like I said, like Brock, you're just like me. Like neither one of us are we're, we're not that fucking smart. But man, you were I like the on fucking crayons. point. Yeah, exactly. Like I I also like the taste of crayons. And it, it tastes purple. <laughs> it, ta- it, it tastes great. I love the taste of pur- purple. Is my favorite too. Orange but, man, tastes like creamsicle. Yeah, you, dude, you like during that, like you nailed it. It was, it was amazing. So for for those of you watching or listening that didn't see it, um, Brock very eloquently stood up, challenged uh, uh, the the fucking snowboard instructor and oh. surfer. I, I, I don't I don't think we say he challenged. I, I I'd like to uh, say he outsmarted, but carry on. Well, we'll we'll get to that, and and basically address the fact that the liberal government at the time. I'm not going to beat this to death. Everybody knows about this, and if you don't, you can. It'll well, maybe we will beat it to death, but not tonight. Liberal government made a whole bunch of fucking promises to to, to for, for for veteran advocacy and veterans' rights and and. and had to do with Veterans Affairs Canada and benefits and all this bullshit that was going on. It's still going on to this day. And 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 Brett or fucking Brock called him out. And I'm going to bring up the picture in the caption. And it's a famous caption. Unless you've been living in a fucking cave for the last uh, 28 fucking years, you you've seen this before. But Brock had asked him some direct questions, and and this is a a snippet. So again. We all attack this point. There is broader band to what he said, so I suggest you watch it, formulate your own opinion. I'm not here to to uh, to interject in, into what uh, the prime minister said. I'm telling you, this was a snippet of the total thing of what he said. Okay, but this is centric to the conversation. It is centric to the problem. They are asking for more than we are able to give right now. Now, people have fucking ran with this. Since it was said, um, and I'm not, I'm not fucking defending this fucking shit pump because he, he, he alluded to certain veteran groups, but he didn't identify them. He danced around the issue, but he did at the end of the day. That's what he fucking said. Basically, he said, we're asking for more than they're there, meaning us are asking for more than we're able to give right now. And I'm like, fucking hang on a second. We are 0.25% of the population, and and less than half of that number is only asking for what it's fucking entitled to. And if anybody's jumped through the vac hoops, and I'm going to hand the reins to both Bryce and Brock, who, who, uh, who, who who run this better than we do, and most certainly can help fucking both you and me morgan yeah absolutely uh, i'm dog paddling yeah. through this and i'm a pretty smart guy in my own mind i'm retired hang on hang on just get, let me finish and i'll hand you the fucking keys now i love you fucking guys um at the end of the day 0.25 percent and less than half of that is asking for something they should be should be easy to get but once you're in the vac cycle and your brain doesn't work the way it used to, or you're fucking missing, I don't know, a leg um, or whatever your problems are, what your systemic problems from years of service are to try to get 
and I'm not talking just about monetary compensation. I'm talking about all of the whole thing. The whole package is a fucking gong show. You need to get an advocate. And what an advocate is basically a guy who's really fucking good. He's almost a, like a lawyer at navigating this bullshit. And we all know these guys know a guy and I know somebody, but, and then even then, if you go on the VAC website, it's it's this monument, and I'm not shitting on the people from Veterans of Airs that work there. It's not their fault. They're part of a system no, that is designed. They're system. part of a system designed to the minimize of handing out handouts. Bad word, giving out money of of, of of moving government money from from the government coffers into whoever's pocket, unless it looks politically favorable for them, then they'll do it. But when you're talking about 0.025% or less of the population, well, fuck them. We'd rather keep the money. And these guys have been dealing with that shit every day. So over to you two gentlemen. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's one reason why the Veterans Association Food Bank uh, can be found at veteransassociationfoodbank.ca. Uh, there's a location in Calgary and Edmonton uh, for anybody that needs any help. Uh, but there's actually a team in Edmonton now, and we don't just have one or two guys um, because there's an infamous man in the Edmonton area that everybody knows his name as soon as you talk about benefits, uh, and that's Jerry Finley at the at the uh, Poppy Fund. Um, and I can only imagine how overwhelmed he is. Uh, he's probably got a team of, of, of veterans working around him, but we also have uh, a team of civilians and veteran uh, both RCMP and military veterans who know the, the benefits that we're entitled to, and they'll help you not only map it out for you and show you what you're entitled to, but they'll actually sit down, they'll sit at a computer, they'll they'll show you how to log into my back account. And I actually found out uh, earlier tonight that you can actually access your Blue Cross account the same way as a my back account. And it takes about 30 seconds to access things that we usually have it's to much fight easier for. to deal with just Blue Cross too. Yeah. Well, you try to call, try and call them and get an exemption letter. It takes weeks to send it out. You can now access it online. You can okay. take it and you can access every exemption letter or medical document that you've had since release, and it's on your Blue Cross account. That's okay. absolutely tell you. No, absolutely, and and uh, and I I know like. Uh, uh, Bryce, you're kind of the resident expert on all this stuff, but there's been a, a, a lot of organizations over the years that have kind of popped up, you know, um, and uh, when I was in New Brunswick, I got, I, I, I met a good man, you know, by the name of Lloyd Farmer, and he started a, uh, a, you know, a business by the name of the Veteran Farmer, and his entire lot in life, at no cost to veterans, is, well, you know, cannabis, which you're very fucking well sorted out with, and, uh, but making sure guys know what the fuck's going on with with vac i mean there's yeah. other organizations what, i mean what else we've got canna connect uh I, and and i'm sure you could go on and on and on right well it's the same thing that the my mr hooper program does as well a absolutely absolutely yeah yeah it's, it's it's all it's 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 basically showing the troops what they should know as soon as they're released oh. you should be given yeah the veteran farmer they're on the south side and they also do uh hey, no weed talk Fuck you. We're not going down. Yeah. Like that wasn't me this down. time, eh? <laughs> that was your gun I, guy. Listen, I went for a piss while you were talking. I come back and you're talking about fucking weed. Shut the fucking weed. Yeah, I'm telling you. Oh, 
Uh, oh, okay. And now you're not fucking helping me with your weed right. card, Matt. Here's here's the big thing. We we do got a pretty generous package with Veterans Affairs. The big thing is finding the right language and how to figure out how to cross the red tape. Yes. You know, that's the biggest issue we have. You know, and a lot of that is because, you know, the management doesn't hand the workers the tools. You know, the government at times doesn't even hand the management the tools. Yeah, because they're put in place and they have to figure out the guidelines and, and how to help the troops themselves. Mm -hmm. And then it's months down the road and it's actually other veterans that are helping case managers to navigate other veterans. And then all of a sudden you've got a conglomerate of people that are getting together and, and actually doing things for themselves. It should be something that should have been mapped out a hundred years ago because veterans have been fighting since how long for, for, for benefits since before the Boer war. And that's 1890s as we were referencing other poems and such of that time too, right? Like it's one of those. Well, a lot of things too is guys just gotta suck up the pride thing too. You know, well, absolutely, it's, it's, absolutely. We, 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 we are entitled to everything that we are entitled to. Yes. Take it. People have How, been saying that it's an insurance company. But you know what? Mindset was that you're How, going to manipulate it, it, that insurance company. You know, no, no, it's, it's a service. Exactly. It's a service. Well, you know what? A, a good friend, a good friend of mine, Doug, and he said he was going to watch tonight. He he commented on my post, and uh, Doug, he was my troop commander in J Battery Three RCHA in in the late '80s, early '90s, and he mentioned that too. And 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 I kind of took offense to what he said, saying, "No, man, fucking." the government belt feeds billions of dollars for sex changes in Africa yeah, and, and, and does a lot of good social programs. I'm not going to argue with that, but this is shit. Why do you have to fight for, for, for something you should be entitled to? Yeah, they yeah, sent you there. Yeah, and I, I was going to save this for the back end. We're going to cover it now. Let me, let me just say something for a second. Actually, I'll put my ass full screen for a minute. I talked about in my, in my little, uh, my little, dramatic fucking uh, teaser about unlimited liability so if you're fucking around in the background boys please go on mute for fuck's sakes i'm trying to say some shit here um unlimited liability if you don't know what that means there's a word called expendability which which uh favors well and looks great on tv in in hollywood and, and you know and shit like that about well you're expendable well that's that's a negative thing we're not fucking expendable and i've never looked at any of my guys as expendable the amount of money that the government puts into training any individual soldier is a fucking huge amount of money hundreds of thousands of dollars go in training a soldier sailor or air airman air, air person sorry to be able to go effectively do their job um ultimately to deploy and be able to do that job so aviator there you go um there's there's a lot of money that goes into it no one's expendable however unlimited liability means I'll, I'll break it down in layman's terms and i'll and i'll use afghanistan or or any other deployment contextually it's the only career or job in canada specifically within combat arms trades where it is anticipated and expected that there will be casualties either in the form of injuries such as what Brock sustained or in the cost of human life. It is fucking, and it's planned in. It is planned. We, we anticipate and expect people to get killed 
in, in theaters of war in these conflicts that we go to. So, and the expectation is when you go over there, when you when you sign the sign the dotted line, as we was we say, I don't remember ever being dotted. It was pretty much solid. Um, unlimited liability. It means yeah, fuck you. You could die in this job. There's there's no other job. And I, I know some first responders might argue with me, and you're fucking wrong. If you're a firefighter, or a cop, or a paramedic, you are not expected to go in and risk your life and die to to uh, complete your mission. You're not. There's mechanisms in place to pull you back and manage that. And, and if I take flack from that, fuck you. Because I've seen cops overseas with me who did great job um, tr uh, training and mentoring the uh, the Afghan National Police, Kandahar City Police. But as soon as this shit hit the fan, they were pulled out of there. We were not. We stayed in the fight and did what we were paid to go do. So is it too much to ask? To be taken care of on the fucking back end when you're fucked up from your brain to your toes? I don't know. I don't think so, especially when we represent half of 0.025% of the population. There, I'm going to jump off my fucking soapbox, bring you guys back in. Well, war is a young guy's game, man. You know, and that's that's fucking all there is to it. about it. You know, and, and that's that's the deal. The deal is you could use the government can use and abuse my body as much as it needs to to get the mission done, complete yeah. the mission. But when the time's over, you know, you got to take care of me and my family. That's the fucking deal. So, yeah, you know, magic, and that's each Rob, and every single one of us need to cash in on that deal. It's time. That's a magic it's, question. It's, that's, let me, that's, let me that's ask all there is to it. Let me ask you this. And this will be our closeout because we're, we're fucking well into OT. Well, close to OT. Do you feel that on your own, okay, the government or, or the system took care of you, compensated you for what happened to you? Now that I fought for it, now At, that well, I hang on, I'm talking. We're, we'll we'll get to that. Right out of the gate, you're you're fucking right out. You're you're out of the army. You're going through uh, JPSU and all the bullshit, and they hand you a fucking pile of money or whatever they did. And then, like, okay, I'm answering the question for you, I guess. Yeah. You probably didn't know until you learned all the shit you have to do. Buddy, I, I didn't right? find out how Veterans Affairs kind of sort of worked. And even now, I'm still trying to figure out how it works. 10, it's like 10, 11 years later. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, I tried going back to work full time. You know, I started out as a laborer up in the oil sands, man. I was digging trenches and shit. And then, like, they thought it was a bad idea to have the guy with the one leg digging in a hole. So, you know, they made me do safety watch for, like, months on end. And then, you know, and then I became, like, a safety guy. And then I was able to walk around from smoke pit to smoke pit. It was a great job. Yeah, but why were you doing that? Because you had to go earn money. Well, yeah, because I didn't know that I was entitled to any type of like, you know, now we've reached the crux of the conversation. You yeah. did not know. You weren't aware. No, no. Lack of education. There well, and that's what it is. And it also you. breaches it also breaches the veteran charter rights, too. You know, the government has totally 100 percent neglected, especially the Afghan veterans. Yeah. You know. Out of everything, you know, and, and a lot of a Bosnian vets as well. You know, I'm not, you know, that, that let's be honest. That's when the nineties where everything started going to shit, you know, 
Oh, no, for sure. I mean, I I could talk to you about a lot of guys that got fucked up in Bosnia and and Croatia back in the day. It went to shit shit long before that. Talk to the boys from Korea. Well, absolutely. That's the forgotten fucking war, if anything, was. And and ours is next, but Bosnia was on that list. And, like, those guys, I know a million guys, and I I was in fucking Bosnia. And and the amount of guys that got fucked up over there. But the problem was there wasn't embedded media to bring it to light. No. And there, there was there was far less available than there is now. Now that on that note, um, you talked about pride. As we shit on the system, there's also another piece to it, and that piece is guys need to fucking have the fortitude and, and, and mental will and, and humility to go seek help because it is there. Oh yeah, it's not perfect. Well, it's not perfect. You, you, but it's, it's just it's. You know, and and this is this comes into the conversation of oh, I don't want, I don't want like some therapist who's never been there. Fuck them, they don't get it, you know. But at the end of the day, like just like in like fucking battle school infantry training and everything like that, you needed that senior NCO that needed to teach you how to be a fucking whatever trade you decided, you know. So you kind of need a civilian to teach you how to be a civilian again. Oh man, I read a great article on LinkedIn today about you need a translator like you were on you were on tour but right now civilian life is your next tour you need a translator to translate all that stuff from what's going on here so that way you can understand it actually i've rewrote guys resumes for them to to turn oh yeah our army lang- lingo into civvy lingo. So if anybody needs oh, that, buddy, 100%. You, know that you can actually actually i should come down to the fucking food bank on one of those uh career career nights or whatever the fuck you guys call them and and talk to guys about how to rewrite their resumes yeah uh i'm going i'm we, we just fucked off on a tangent let's let's uh get the compass pointed back north um the point is when you get out you have no idea like you, no. you go through jpsu and you go through all that fucking voc rehab shit but you don't know what's out there until you well and you, and honestly you grind, this, you grind and fight for for what should be mapped out for you well you and, map, and the you problem you know, out, starts out even before map, that too, though, you can map out for me you know or, or for an infantryman how to fucking assault a trench and kill the enemy sure as fuck you can map out how he can get his entitlements and benefits when he gets out like let's well, go and it, it all goes here. back to the saying it all goes back to the saying the army's great at teaching you how to put the uniform off but it's garbage on teaching you how to take it there there you turn it on but it's true words never like, spoken. And Morgan, you better you know pay attention to this shit because you're about to be oh. going through it. Oh, I, brother, fucking, I'm all over it. And and like, uh, and I acknowledge everything's Brock saying, and I I I know for a fact that as as much as I know, and everything that Brock is saying is 100 percent true, and it's still gonna fucking hit me like a freight train. Oh, yeah, dude, I, it's I, garbage, I, I man. Don't, it's don't, your calling. It's your identity. It's your identity yeah. at the end of the day. It you is. know, and that's the thing about being a soldier. It's your fucking identity. I'll tell you what, the, you the hardest, I've had, I've had two really fucking hard days in my life. One was 30 December 2009, and one was sometime in May a, a year later. The, the hard, a hard fucking day to hang that uniform up and know you're never putting it on again. Yeah. It's a hard day. Yeah. So, but they do get better. They fucking get better. 
Well, what was it? That movie, that movie Jarhead, man? Like what? what what's that? What, what the fucking soldier will always remember a feel of a rifle? Yeah. Absolutely. Well, yeah. You know, like, yeah. trust me, I, there's not a, I haven't forgot a fucking thing. Oh, yeah. Anyway. Um, you know, but that, that's, that's, that's the, and that's the big thing. And that's where the, the problem starts before you, you, you release. You know, the, if the army didn't do this bullshit garbage band aid of fucking mental health they have right now, you know, and actually worked on guys and actually got guys better and intervened early, one, we would probably have better leadership. We have leadership that would probably lead with morality because they would understand themselves better. And not only that, probably understand their troops and know, hey, maybe I should ask the right questions here. Well, well, let's, Brock, let's be honest. The only way you would successfully get what you're entitled to, and the key word is entitled, entitled, fucking entitlement. You are entitled to these benefits, yet they hide them from you. The only way you know is you talk to, a buddy who's been through the shit before and had to grind his way through it. Or he oh, knew a guy who like yeah. the only way I knew how to get anything. And I, I was that guy yeah. who was too proud to fucking deal with my shit for 10 well, years. They and don't now, even, they don't even, they don't even educate the veterans affairs employees. My case yeah. manager has no fucking clue what I'm entitled to. No clue. Exactly. It's just like, well, what do you want? And I'm just like, well, I don't know what I want. I've been told to what I want in my whole fucking life. So tell me what my options are and I'll fucking pick. That's my point. We have to, we have to, we have to lean on somebody who served, somebody who wore the uniform, who's been through it to walk us through it. I'm like, that's a fucking bit of a flawed process. Oh yeah. Yeah. But then it creates, it creates something, a purpose for guys after the fact. No, but what, what it actually in fact does, because everything starts from the get go, from the day you release some, your fucking release file from the release section in NDHQ gets walked over to the civilian side of NDHQ, drops over to the VA agent and says, this guy's coming to you. They go through your whole file, kind of make an estimate on how much you're going to cost them. And then they're going to pop that into the piggy bank and ask for that for the budget. That's the budget, by the way. Oh, yeah. So that's the budget they ask for every year. And that just gets added on and added on. And it only goes away when guys start claiming stuff. Dude, you are a fucking number. Just wait. I'm not done. I'm not done. All right. What happens is, what happens is, basically, anybody that doesn't claim their money, because that money is there for you, it's always budgeted for you every single year, you know, if you don't claim that money, that just gets thrown back into the kitty. And whatever gets thrown back into the kitty, there's interest made off that. And that's what pays out all the managers' bonuses, my friends. So the managers over at Charlottetown are making money off of every time you don't claim your shit. Start claiming your Ted. Yeah. So who's really why, winning? That's why you have to fight for your fucking... You're, you're, you're that becomes new, your new fire orders right there. You got to fight for care of yourself, literally. Yeah. If right. you don't know how to map out your your ask, your, ask your friends. Come down to the food bank in Edmonton, the Veterans Association. Yeah. Somebody there will sit down with you. Call yeah. them. There's a one eight hundred number. Find us on Facebook. Reach out to a guy who's there. Find me on to, Facebook or Instagram. Ask the nerds in your platoon that the guys that always read all the paperwork, every single procedure. And ask I, those I guess, guys. I, I guess that's my point. It's it's um, 
talk to guys who have been through it. They'll, they'll help you through it. If you, if you're, if you know somebody or you are one of those people that's, that's releasing from the Canadian armed forces and you have legitimate, um, legitimate entitlements based on what's happened to you. Not all these fucking assholes that cashed in on the PTSD gravy train and the right. Oh, deal's a deal, bro. Deal's uh, a deal. It's, it's no deal's than a deal. Deal's a deal. Everything is. See, the thing is, Chris, you're basing everything off a of military mentality. Base this, base it off a of civilian mentality. What other people would be okay with signing up, going to a foreign country, being shot at, shooting other people? You know, like there's not many people. You know, and at the end of the day, you, you kind of got some problems to begin with. So we're of a quarter. Of <laughs> you know, Fucking, that, that's just it. Zero point two five percent, man. That's hey, the hey, deal. That's hey, the deal. Hey, hey, hey Brock, I'll, I'll even kind of like roll it back. Like, who even like signs on a dotted line to go to fucking Wainwright and live like an absolute fucking savage? in a fucking trench in a puddle like you know what well, i mean that's like, just it. i heard they're so, not even giving instructors their like food allowance or anything no, like, exactly like so, making them the, pay the, for the, a mess card and shit the way I, like i used to be like you know i said i'm i'm mr infantry right i'm like you know if you haven't been to afghanistan you haven't been to war you ain't shit motherfucker but i've kind of come around i'm like you know what if you signed on the uh the auditor as chris said probably solid line because i don't remember a dotted line <laughs> and you know what? And you were in the army. I don't give a shit if you were the tip of the spear or if you were like the woggiest of the wad clerk cook motherfucker. At the end of the day, you walked into the recruiting center. I'm going to serve my country. Good. Yeah. And you know what? And if some guy who does three years, you know, making eggs over easy, submits a PTSD claim and he gets 150 grand or whatever he gets years ago, like, you know, 10 years ago, I was like, fuck that motherfucker. He has done shit. Yeah, I don't, I don't have that story. I walked into the recruiting center and said I needed a summer job that lasted yeah. 24 years. Exactly. But what I'm, yeah, I guess just my, sucked my, you my in. Just sucked yeah, you in. I, I still guess, need I guess, a summer job. But my, I guess my, <laughs> my, my, my point is I would rather see, you know, six figures go to a clerk who signed on a dotted line to serve their country and, and really compared to like us as combat vets and, and A-type personalities that we have deemed have done nothing. I'd rather see that individual get six figures than say, see, I don't know, Omar Cotter get $10.3 million. Oh, for fuck's sakes. We're never going to get off this pod now you brought that shit up. Here's the thing. Just say it. He won. He won. Listen listen to me. He won, bro. He won. We're not going there today. There's no way. There's no scenario where we talk about that fucking Okay. We'll talk about this. To, To Morgan's point. I don't care what trade you were. I, I I went through this shit with with my own guys coming in from outside the wire back to calf. I said, don't shit on those people. They're the reason your HLTA's booked. They're the reason you get paid. They're the reason your vehicle operates. They're the reason you get your kit exchanged. Blah blah blah. At 100%. the end of the day, at the end of the day, anybody, despite your trade, whether you're whether you're a fucking cook or a fucking underwater fucking sniper. You represent what 99.075% of the population of Canada were not willing to do. So 100%. That, makes you, that makes you a better man or woman. And I'll fucking, that's it. That's, that's yep. all there is to it. It's, but that's the thing. That's, that's, that's the brotherhood. And that's why we will always, you know, stick out for one another. 
right? If you notice, if you notice, like probably if you're like, you probably seen it yourself, Chris, if you're working up north and wherever like that, the army guys, all of a sudden just start crowding together. Oh yeah, you could you could see them. I can smell an army guy a fucking mile oh, away. Yeah. I can also smell a fucking poser a mile away. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. You know. Yeah. So, all right. We're gonna do this again. I'm gonna fucking punch us all out here. We've covered a lot of shit tonight. We got the yeah. vent a bit. We're definitely gonna do a point blank session again. I guess that's what we're gonna call it now. Um, we covered that. Uh, you know. Morgan's in the fucking ether due to a lack of direction from the CF. We've covered that VAC needs work and, and, and people need to, to fucking lean on their brothers and sisters when they release from the military. And we've covered that uh, Morgan's wife looks like a clerk. <laughs> I did. I meant it as references. Yeah. Like However, like in, in, her, in her defense... You know, Listen, for 20 years, she's a good-looking clerk. Next Wednesday, <laughs> next, Wednesday Listen, next Wednesday, I want a picture of your wife because I need to see if she looks like a clerk. Okay, I, I will. I, I agree with Bryce. <laughs> All right. I'm going to punch you guys and then close down fucking range control here, okay? But stay on. All right. Uh, All right. Big shout-out. Thank you to uh, to my man, Morgan Warren, Bryce Hooper, and Mr. Brock Blastjock, myself, and Bryce are going to record Fire for Effect episode four next week is the intent, and I will drop it before I fuck off to my new my new uh, adventure in Kitimat. So, um, Bryce, Brock, thank you. We'll talk in a bit. Morgan, thank you. We'll talk in a bit. Anybody still hanging on? Thank you very much. Um, I'm just pushing random buttons here, hoping things will change. There we go. It's a good show. Um, we could have went on all fucking night. We will do this again. You know, sometimes we like to just go off. Uh, I was getting a lot of comments. Well, Chris, you're tackling a lot of social issues. And and, and Bryce really likes to, to push what he pushes. And and I agree with that stuff. And we're going we're to continue with that. I got uh, Natalie Forcier coming up to talk more about that type of stuff. I've, I've got, um, I hope, uh, Homes for Heroes coming up and my intent is to do a documentary on them when i when i get my my shit together so there's a lot more of that coming up but there's also war porn coming up so i want to thank everybody for hanging out with me tonight and a big final shout out before we we punch out here thanks everybody for listening in jen find my needle book for me um again fire for effect live brought to you by deanblendell.com go to deanblendell.com Check out news, sports. Probably not your best news source, but there's some pretty cool shit on there. You'll find my pod on there and uh, a, a bunch of other pods, including the Jedi Jimmy podcast, who I have to uh, produce tomorrow night, in fact. Um, yeah, Positive Mics, Positive Mics Brewing Company. Again, I'm uh, I'm making a, a lovely a knockoff beef of Guinness stew with Positive Mics beer tomorrow. It's going to be fucking awesome. Mr. Hooper, Inc., if you want to learn about more about cannabis, cannabis culture, cannabis and other uh, uh, hallucinogenics are starting to come up, which is great because I think mushrooms are awesome. As an alternative to conventional medicine, check it out. And if you're into good beef and you're in the Alberta area or uh, you know me, I'm able to hook you up. Check out Jeff Noni's family, Lakeside Farmstead, 
Um, they got legit Wagyu X beef and amazing dairy products. Uh, fuck, that's all I got. Thanks for hanging out with me tonight. We'll do this again next week.